Today's episode of Spring Food Mo is brought to you by Druffs. Druffs paid us money to talk about them on our show. What a bunch of suckers. Yeah, what are they thinking? We already talked about them for a whole hour back on episode 34, and we rated them five out of five. That's Both rare. of us did. They have so much great stuff on the menu at Druffs. They have the cornbread crumble. They have crazy sandwiches and soup and craft beer. They have the cornbread crumble. They have a full breakfast menu, biscuits and gravy, waffles, French toast, and killer hash browns. Mm, let's see. They have the cornbread crumble. They have unbelievable ice cream sandwiches. Andy, you know what else they have at Druffs? <sighs> what, Dan? Well, it's sort of a crumbling of cornbread pieces with sausage. Jake's vegan sausage, if you like, wilted greens, some cheese, and then a little fried egg on top. I believe it's called the cornbread crumble. As you can probably tell, we love Druffs, and not just because they're paying us to say so. I mean, we love them for that, too. You can find Druffs all over the internet. Just look up Druffs on Facebook, at Druffs on Instagram. They have a really funny Instagram, at YumDruffs on Twitter and YumDruffs.com. And when you go to YumDruffs.com, you can order takeout food there, too, like me get the cornbread crumble and when you do use promo code spring to get 10 percent off your whole order also you can go to drops in person mention this ad and they'll give you the 10 percent off there too and please please do this please go there have an awesome sandwich have some ice cream and get your 10 percent off by mentioning spring food mo so the extremely kind people at drops don't regret buying this ad go to drops cornbread crumb Springfield is home to Missouri's finest breakfast and grilled cheese sandwiches. I forget where, someplace downtown. Live to a hard drive on the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower. You are listening to Spring Food Mo, America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. I am Andy Carr. And I am Dan Howell. And we will not rest until we've tried all 350-some-odd <laughs> restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. That's oh our boy. goal. If listeners could see the look Andy just gave me, <laughs> I did not finish <laughs> that bit. <laughs> so we have a show next week, I think. Mm -hmm. That's going to be September 25th at 7 p.m. A live show, not yeah. just one of our standard shows that mm -hmm. we release weekly. Yeah, a live show at Bookmarks. The cover is going to be some non-perishable food items. Uh, please come. It's going to be a really good time. Yeah. We will announce this Friday the restaurant we're going to be covering at that live show because if everything works out, we're going to have a bonus episode this Friday, Dan. <laughs> Ooh, boy. We had, a, we had a couple of opportunities pop up, some guests we've been wanting to have on for, for a long time. We have something to promote. It was kind of time sensitive, so we said, you know what? Let's uh, let's do a bonus episode. Oh, yeah. St just, just keep your eyes on that feed uh -huh. because, boy, are they going to be coming out. Uh-huh. And let me tell you, Dan... <laughs> Basically doing three and a half episodes yeah. in five days this week. Yeah, it's kind of like you're driving yourself insane. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> we have another really, really uh, big guest for our last episode of our first year, and we have to record that pretty far in advance. Oh, yeah. So Tomorrow night. On, on two days notice, <laughs> so I had to prep a whole show. <laughs> anyway, we have guests today as well. Please welcome Justine and Tim from the Springfield Compost Collective. How's it going, guys? Hi. Hi. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Oh, definitely. Uh, tell us a little bit about the Springfield Compost Collective. Uh, yeah, Springfield Compost Collective. We've been around for a couple of years now. We're a nonprofit organization, and our mission is to divert food waste and create mindful waste management while supporting local food systems through composting and soil education. 
We've kind of set up three different things that we can do. We offer educational workshops, which we put on at community gardens or local schools. We also offer a food scrap diversion system where right now we're working with businesses. Um, we pick up weekly from them, take those food scraps to a processor, and that gets turned back into a compost that's usable in gardens. And with that compost that's creative, we like to donate that back to community gardens um, or get it to other farmers in need so they can grow the food that it came from. That's good. Dan and I generated an enormous amount of food waste ourselves. Yes. I, I sometimes just feel like food waste. Um, is there anything you can do for me? <laughs> well, anyway, we'll have you talk a little bit more about that later in the show. But we're really excited to have you here. And you two chose the restaurant that we did today. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Why you chose Ots Pasta? Ots Pasta has been a huge supporter of Springfield Compost Collective since the beginning. They also are good friends of ours. Ospasta has allowed us to put a community bin right behind the restaurant where you can go and take your food scraps and drop them in the bin for free, which is really wonderful. And they've been working with us on how to establish a good system with that. They also sponsor our fundraiser every year and they provide free food for the community, which is really amazing. He recycles and he also composts with us. So um, we just really support him. He pays a fair wage to his employees, which are mostly high school students. So if you're a high school student and you get paid, you know, around $12 an hour, that's pretty amazing. And I respect that as a business owner. So we want to just go to Ots Pasta and have a meal together. I also like Italian food <laughs> for five fifty. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, and it's hey. a staple in Springfield. I mean, yeah. it's been around a long time. I think a lot of people going to college here have memories of it sure. because, you know, well, it's cheap. It's good. Yeah. It I does the budget. Do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're all about showcasing restaurants that are being a part of a movement of change, getting behind the community, and, and Ots Pasta is one of those. Awesome. Well, I had the opportunity to sit down with the founder of Ots, Randy Ott, and talk to him a little bit about how he started the restaurant. So instead of one of our regular bio segments, you get to hear an actual interview with the dude, the dude telling the story wow. himself. Great. So let's all have a listen here to Randy Ott. <laughs> My name is uh, Randy Ott, and I'm the former owner of Ott's Pasta. started it back in 1989. At the time, I was going to school at SMSU, talking to friends and family about wanting to start a business of some type. Didn't really have anything in particular in mind, but I knew I wanted to have my own business. And uh, one day, my dad happened to drive by 1437's Cherry and saw that it was for sale or lease sort of a dilapidated bicycle repair shop. It had previously been a Phillips 66 gas station for years, uh, built in 1939. So I went and looked at it and thought, well, maybe this might be a great place to uh, open up a, a small bakery, baking chocolate chip cookies and selling them to students there. So I signed a lease on the property and started working on it and realized that I had gotten in way over my head financially and other ways. There was things about the old building I didn't understand what it would take to convert it into a restaurant. Over time, I worked those things out. I had a lot of friends and family helping me do the work on a limited budget. As I got further along with the project, I realized that maybe the chocolate chip cookie thing was not the best idea in the world and that maybe I should do something else, thinking that people always have to eat, but they don't always have to eat chocolate chip cookies. So I changed the concept to an Italian carryout restaurant because that was about the only other thing I knew how to do, or at least thought I knew how to do. When I played football at 
Glendale High School, the night before the games, we would have a team dinner and we'd get a bunch of people together at someone's house and load up on carbs. Frequently, I would make large amounts of pasta and feed them to the team. That's really about my only experience with making pasta. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not Italian. That was, that was what I knew how to do. The very beginning was beyond chaotic. It was horribly unorganized. The first day we opened, everything went wrong. We had way too much business, way, way more than I was expecting. We ran out of food right at about 10 p.m. And when I say ran out of food, I mean we ran out of everything. Where We had no more food made for the next day and no more inventory to make it and no more money to buy more inventory. <laughs> it was awful. So day two, we had to close. Nowadays, everybody does a soft opening where they sort of do a test run. Well, I didn't have the time or the money to do that, so we just jumped right into it. The very first time I'd ever made lasagna in my life was at four in the morning the day before we opened. Day three, the exact same thing happened. We just overwhelmed with even more business, ran out of food again, and so I was like, I can't keep doing this, and so we had to get more cooler space and find a way to get money to buy those things and find a way to get money to buy more inventory where we could actually operate for an entire week. We were open for breakfast. We had 16 different types of bagels. We had every imaginable flavor of cream cheese. We had coffee and tea and orange juice and all this English muffins and jam, And but I just couldn't keep up with it all. Within, oh, three or four months, we scrapped the whole breakfast thing. And that, that helped create the space in that small facility to just operate for lunch and dinner. Then eventually we trimmed back our hours instead of staying up until 10 p.m. We stayed open until 9. And over time developed a little bit of a system to where we could operate efficiently. And a lot of it was customer feedback. You know, I was kind of winging it, you know, more or less. And, and people were saying, hey, you know, you're... Fettuccine Alfredo's way too much butter in it. And, and so the, all the recipes in the first year changed and got tweaked and, and so on. But after, after year two, everything was pretty much the way it is today. Wow. But, you know, also in the beginning, we had beef stroganoff and we had spinach lasagna and vegetable lasagna and uh, cold pasta salads and just too big of a menu. And I think we had 13 or 14 things and trimmed it back to about eight things where we could you know, move them a little faster, keep everything fresher. We, we sort of streamlined the business and, and all that was done by about 1991, you know. So after two years, it, it pretty much stayed the same. Minor changes over the years. The house casserole, our most famous item, ironically, that's the only one that I didn't more or less create. My mother clipped that out of the Willow Springs newspaper in the mid 60s. And uh, that's where that came from in case anyone's interested. So I did it 27 years, which is a pretty long run. A lot of those years I franchised. We had nine locations at one time. A lot of those locations lasted 12 or 13 years. Some of them lasted three or four years. At the time, I was 48 years old and basically tired of working on my feet all day. Yeah, <laughs> It's a 24-7 deal, seven days a week. Not just us, but any food business. Things always go wrong. There's always something to worry about, you know, whether it's... Uh, produce that comes in that's not as fresh as you would like it to be 
or your walking cooler breaks down in mid-August or something of that nature, you know. And so I saw an opportunity for, you know, a younger person to come in and buy the business and uh, for me to move on to other things. That was three years ago in May, so just a little over three years ago. And how does it feel not owning Ots anymore? Uh, it's very liberating. Yeah, even though it's still got your name on it? Yeah, yeah. Blow out that cherry bomb. Blow out that cherry bomb. So yeah, thank you, Randy Ott, for coming in to tell us about the restaurant. It was pretty cool. Yeah, what a great bio segment. There was something about it that I really liked. Uh, something that's absent from the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I was in it a little bit. <laughs> Those are the worst parts, right? <laughs> that just made me feel like really good inside. Oh, that cool. was such a great story. He's yeah. got a great voice, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So y'all have history with Ots besides working with it for your business? Not really. We used to live down the street. I mean, I think I probably have the longest history with Ots out of the group. And it was kind of strange. Uh, I was working at the Mud Lounge at the time. And all of the employees of Ots Pasta, young at the time, freshly 21, would come in and I would be their bartender. Uh-huh. And so that's how I got to know pretty much the staff that worked at Ots. And one of those guys, Matheson, actually became the owner of oh, Ots. Yeah. Oh, and wow. he's the one that bought it from Randy. So I remember serving him as a fresh 21-year-old. Very cool. <laughs> I went there dozens of times in college. I mean, I lived at Elman National, so I it was really easy to get to if I didn't want to cook for myself. And so cheap. So cheap. Yes, it has saved me in college as well. Uh-huh. Many times. <laughs> I wonder if there's like a little bit of a strike going on about the 50 cents increase, though, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I bet right. you no one noticed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he hasn't been accounting for inflation for decades. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> in a good way. The prices are such like weird rounded off numbers. Like all the dinners are $5.11. Uh-huh. Well, so you hit the tax. Yeah. So it's five fifty dollars uh-huh. even, man. That's incredible. No pennies in the cash I love drawer. it. That's like my inclination. That's how my <laughs> brain works well yeah in college it was like you could bring a five dollar bill yep. and he had it worked out to where it was five dollars with tax oh, that's yeah. so cool and it awesome. wasn't just one little meal you're getting pasta a salad and breadsticks yeah. uh-huh. for 550 you can't get that anywhere else in town yeah, yeah. he's really feeding the people out here I, I was very interested to hear that uh he played football at Glendale. Oh. Uh, I went to Glendale. Um, I have the physique of someone who gets asked if they played football mm-hmm. in high school, but regretfully just says, no, this is pasta. Uh, <laughs> but now I wonder how many like high school football teams visit Ots before a big game, just as a super cheap option. Just to a carbo carbo load. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they get a ton of business that way. I guess they do a huge catering business. You two were telling us about that the other night when we all went together. And maybe the football teams could just get a bunch of pans of pasta and set them yeah. out there in the field and get it in like a trough. <laughs> hey, I think I would have gotten into football a little more if that was how it did. <laughs> so let's get into the food we tried this week. Let's start with a salad. I It appears that I'm the only person who got a salad <laughs> because I'm the only person who went back to Otz a second time this week after we all went together the other night. Salad has a romaine lettuce sliced thin, tossed with light translucent vinaigrette, and topped with finely chopped red onions and grated Parmesan cheese. I enjoyed the varied texture of the lettuce. They always make sure you get some of the stalk in there. So you get a good crunch sometimes. Most of the flavor comes from the dressing and the onions though. The dressing is less oily than you might expect from an Italian salad and it's slightly tangy and combined with the onions. There were a few bites that were pretty intense. Like oh yeah. Strong onion flavor. Love it. Strong yes, onions. I always ask for the dressing on the side because yeah. I like to control the <laughs> amount of uh, oh, strength that I'm taking into my mouth with that salad. <laughs> and yes, I enjoy 
enjoy the crispiness of the lettuce. Matheson is very good at making sure he has that down. That's awesome. So. I, I certainly enjoyed the style that I had the other night. There's one in the fridge <laughs> still because I got two entrees for me. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get to have it this time, but their salad doesn't change. I've had yeah. it before, and yeah. I'm sure it's identical. It, mm-hmm. It's a great little Italian salad. Yeah, I think that's probably the carryover that Matheson's been really good at as the new owner is uh, he practiced the business tactic of don't change a thing because yes. it works already. Don't mess with anything. Yeah, if it ain't broke... It, keep it the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you get a salad with every entree order, and you also get three breadsticks. And we got to talk about those. <laughs> Soft and floury, maybe just a little buttery. Weirdly, the longer you chew them, the better they taste was my experience. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's that floury outer layer gives way to the airier, rich inside, and that just tastes better. They give you three of them, and during the first one, I was like, I'm not going to eat the other two. I might not even finish this one. <laughs> Once I was halfway through, started craving that flavor. Hey. These are really good breadsticks, especially if you tear them off and eat them with a salad. You know, we, we've talked about that at Italian places before. Another pro move at Ots especially is saving some for when your pasta's gone. Oh, yeah. And you have sauce left over. Because you're going to have some sauce yeah, left over. Yeah. They sauce it up. They do. Yes, that's how I used a breadstick, just as a cleanup tool. Yep. <laughs> now, these breadsticks, they're not standard breadstick size they're a little smaller mm-hmm. they're almost like lady finger size you know like you would find in mm-hmm. tiramisu yeah um and i kind of want to kind of want to get a new name for them i think they'd be good as danny fingers <laughs> you know, <they're laughs> soft doughy and <laughs> always covered in oil and cheese oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> so go on down to Ots pasta get yourself some danny oh, fingers. like i said earlier like yeah, so don't change a thing oh, <laughs> We also tried the mozzarella sticks. Mm. It's breaded fried cheese. <laughs> yeah. Mozzarella sticks are great. The only thing is you need to eat them rapidly. Once yes. they cool, it is a solid mm-hmm. cheese stick again. Yeah. So yes. I, I had never had these before, and I really enjoyed them. There's no air in them. You know, sometimes you get a mozzarella stick that's all air and just a little bit of mozzarella. These are yeah. truly all mozzarella. <laughs> sometimes I go to restaurants and it's, you know, is the mozzarella stick going to be really horrible or is it going to be really great? And an Ots pasta never fails. It's going to be just really good. Yeah, yeah. some of the best. They just, they, yeah, again, he has figured out how to perfect it. And every time I get it, it's great. They're definitely, you know, like a frozen item. But sure. with fried cheese, there's, there's not a high bar to clear. These are <laughs> no. great. <laughs> they love cheese, <laughs> love breading, crunchy on the outside, gooey in the middle, good for dipping. Maybe it's because we ate these at a bar across the street, but these felt like a great bar snack to me, too. I'd love to get some mozzarella sticks just like this at a bar. Cherry pickers should start serving Ott's mozzarella sticks. (laughs) (laughs) We also got some toasted ravioli. Uh, The Mm. T-Rav. So small, you could almost call them mini raviolis. They're not quite that small, but they're pretty small. It's smaller than a lot of places raviolis are. And the pro tip on this one is the opposite advice of the mozzarella stick. Wait a while because you will burn the roof oh. of your mouth if you dive in. I've done it a dozen or so times. <laughs> That's why you got to get both so you never have a spot yeah. where you're not eating some yeah. kind of fried exactly. treat. <laughs> got to say, I do prefer cheese ravioli these days. Used Ooh. to be a big beef boy as a kid with my raviolis. Now I like cheese. They just they have beef here. They're still really tasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to have the sauce. It's all about the sauce. Yeah, their marinara, marinara is very good mm-hmm. for dipping. Yeah. Speaking of sauces, they have three different kinds of dots. I feel like we should just go down those sauces in alphabetical order. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) First, which one of these starts with A? I believe that's Alfredo. Oh, okay. Alfredo thoughts. 
I was surprised. The first time I had the Alfredo sauce was with you guys. Oh. That was the very first time because I don't really eat a lot of milk products. So Alfredo is kind of off the list for me. But it was really good. I would definitely do that again. I definitely think you get what you pay for. And I don't mean that in a negative way. There are better Alfredo sauces out there, but they're going to cost you a lot more. That's the whole thing with uh-huh. Oz Pasta. Is like we say that it's really good. It's five fifty. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It is very yeah. good for There's five fifty. All of this info. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The, uh, to even more context, I, I think there's a lot of things you can get for five fifty that taste way worse. Oh yeah. Than oh, this. this. I think yeah. this is like really seven dollars. Good, good maybe. Yeah. Like I agree. It, yeah. Seven fifty. Yeah. I would yeah. seven fifty. What's the, Fazoli's these days? I don't go to those places. I, it's got to be like 9 or 10, right? I don't know. I don't know. There's a, another Italian place in town similar to Fazoli's <laughs> and Ott's that uh, I know is more expensive. <laughs> that Alfredo sauce. It's a little thinner than I prefer generally. And along with that, it's not quite as rich as you might be used to for an Alfredo. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a weak sauce. And I don't mean that as weak as like an assessment of quality. Just in terms of the flavor, it's not strong. You know, the opposite of weak. In some ways, that can be a positive because you can still taste everything else. I really like that I could taste the beef inside the tortellini when I tried that. Uh, with a more intense and rich Alfredo, that might not have been possible. I so. think that's why I liked it. It's because it yeah. wasn't so rich and overpowering and like where you feel just disgusting afterwards. Mm-hmm. They also have marinara sauce and meat sauce. That marinara, it's a little sweet. It's pretty tangy. Again, it lacks oil content. You might normally expect from a marinara, but it does have that crushed tomato texture tastes good not great does the job good not great does the job (laughs) yeah it's not too acidic that's the like Mm -hmm. you're saying it's a little sweet and that's what i look for the worst is when you go and have a red sauce or a marinara sauce that's like kind of already giving you heartburn as it's going down your esophagus because it's so acidic yeah i think the marinara was probably my favorite of the three just from uh, a dipping standpoint alone oh really i dip the meat sauce that's the only time i get the meat sauce is just when i know i'm committing (laughs) to the breadsticks i usually (laughs) say myself and tell them not to even give me the breadsticks though yeah and the marinara is a really good option for vegetarians I, i think it's good yeah uh, is the meat sauce the marinara sauce with meat? It is not. It's not. Yeah, surprisingly, um, I've been in the back of house. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So it, it is actually a different sauce altogether. Um, yeah, he makes it in the back himself. Nice. I, I liked the meat sauce. I got to tell you, I had a hard time differentiating, but that could have been partially because I got a half marinara, half meat mix for one of my entrees the other night. But it's pretty good. The texture is just a little bit different. You might say it's meatier. <laughs> Yes, and I have a hard time like distinguishing the difference between them now because Mm. I always get half marinara with half meat. That's just what I do when I go there. Wow, I've I've never even heard of this like (laughs) option, and both of you are doing it. This is that's the way to go. Revelation to me. So I guess we should talk pasta, huh? Yes. I tried three different entrees, and I'm not going to waste too much time talking about all three, but. I did try both kinds of tortellini. I'm a huge fan of the mixed tortellini, which I'll get into later. But the second time I went back and tried to get that again because I didn't get a chance to take notes the first time because we were hanging out and talking. And they were out. So I had to get the regular tortellini. This is a like a small shell stuffed with beef. I ordered chicken with it just to try the chicken. The tortellini is sometimes called belly button pasta due to Ooh. its shape. <laughs> round and globular on one end, flat on the other. Ooh, is with that what your belly sides, button is supposed to look like? Yeah, like oh, pasta. No. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go to with, a doctor. <laughs> and, you know, the sides are pinched uh, to hold in the filling. The Ops tortellini isn't, you know, handmade high quality, but they have the system down to where they cook it the exact right amount of time for it to be warm, not quite hot, soft and tender, but also just the slightest bit of chewiness to the bite. 
I'll say I much prefer the variety tortellini, which are stuffed with cheese rather than beef. It's much richer and has the different types of shells make for a more varied and pleasurable experience. But the tortellini was all right. It was it was good. It was fine. I got the chicken on that. And look, it's cheap chicken. Uh, there's good bites and bad bites. About 50-50. You'd get some chewy, sinewy bites in there if you order the chicken. If you need protein badly, go for it. If not, you can skip it. The pasta's good enough without it. You don't need the chicken. Agreed. Cheap chicken like that guy from the liquor commercials. <laughs> Uh, okay. Cheap, 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 cheap. Nope. Come on, Andy. Not ringing a bell. <laughs> Got a lot of bells. None of them are ringing. Yeah, I think I usually get the variety tortellini myself, um, but this time I decided to switch it up. I got the lasagna, mm. a classic Italian. Mm. I figured go all in. You're a big Garfield guy. Yeah, huge <laughs> Garfield. Really big. I liked the lasagna, actually. I was surprised. Uh, I will say one thing. Uh, those plastic forks that come with it, those are not the tools no, you need. They They're really not. Literally. Yeah, I tried a, a metal uh, fork as well, and that alone didn't do the trick. So I think a knife is necessary for that one. The layers of pasta really hold themselves together, which says something. It was still a stout sheet of uh, pasta yep. there. I liked it overall. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, heavy on the cheese on the inside. Mm. Some people really love that around here. Mm. I'm, uh, I can give and take on it, but yeah, pleasurable experience. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> I got the chickpea pasta. I normally get the house casserole, but I wanted to venture out. Um, I started out getting the chickpea pasta a lot. It's their gluten-free option. So again, a gluten-free option for five fifty is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Plus, you can get a marinara, so you have gluten-free and vegetarian, which is awesome. It was good. I really liked it for a chickpea pasta. I thought it was pretty impressive. Dan, I think that you like kind of agree with me, right? You tried it and you were like, oh, this is pretty good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. The only real difference I noticed was the noodles seemed to like kind of fall apart mm-hmm. a little more. So you had like kind of smaller bits of noodles instead of your full, what were those, rigatoni. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was lovely. Yeah. If, if anything, it was more flavor than the regular pasta. Yes. Almost like an earthy flavor. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I enjoyed it. And then I get broccoli sometimes. Uh. That's a little little secret. Hopefully Matheson's <laughs> okay with me telling that everybody that you can request broccoli if he has it, and he'll throw in some broccoli on top. Awesome. I decided to go classic after changing my mind about four times and really <laughs> muddying up the order. I got the spaghetti with three meatballs. Meatballs like chicken are a bit of an upcharge, something like a dollar and thirty-five cents or something like that. Not a huge expenditure by any means. And I really liked it. It was just your standard spaghetti and meatballs. It was crazy hot. It stayed so hot up until like the moment we left. Every bite just burned my mouth more and more. Yeah. And it was like (laughs) 85 degrees. We were sitting outside. Pasta weather, you might say. This is a great month to do (laughs) two Italian restaurants. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. But I really loved the meatballs. I mean, I think they were pretty clearly just some big old frozen meatballs probably, but they were great. Nice porky. I think it was probably a half pork, half beef flavor. I thought they were lovely. You know, you get three of them. I was only able to put down two because they were so big. Had one to take home. Pop that bad boy in right before I went to sleep. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I went back and tried two different entrees last night. I'm going to be honest. Most of them are in the fridge. I just needed to try them. <laughs> I got mastacholi, which is tubular mastacholi noodles smothered with sauce and topped with Parmesan. I mean, that that is all it is. It's cooked noodles with sauce on top. You got to be really, really into noodles for this one. I'm not a huge, <laughs> like, straight-up noodle fan. I need some cheese or meat stuffed in there. I know you were saying you don't want the yeah. cheese. I want the cheese, Tim. 
I want the cheese, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't dislike it, but I felt totally neutral about it. This is definitely like inoffensive catered lunch food. And I will say that I liked the blend of the meat sauce and the marinara that I ordered with that better than I liked either of them combined. So that's something. Nice nice work on that, Justine. I think that's what turned me on to doing that was you mentioning it. Uh, together, they had a far superior texture and the tanginess of the marinara was like lessened significantly by the meat mm. sauce. So I'm on board with that mix. Now, talk about the thing I really love. So that's the variety tortellini mm. with half marinara, half Alfredo, shaken up till the sauces are totally mixed together. It turns pink. It's pink sauce. You got your green spinach tortellini stuffed with cheese. You got your red tomato tortellini stuffed with cheese. You got your whitish yellow tortellini also stuffed with cheese. Uh, no matter what sauce you get, this is the best thing on the menu, in my opinion. It's rich and savory, but when you mix the sauces together, it's both creamy, savory, and a little sweet all at the same time. This is mush food, basically, but it's delicious. It tastes way better than just about anything else you can get. So much of for just six bucks, or, you know, five fifty. I didn't discover the variety tortellini in the sauce blend until after college. I don't remember who told me. Somebody told me to do that, and they were right to tell me to do it. And it's probably a good thing I didn't discover because I would have gone to odds even more in college. Did we talk about the house casserole? We didn't. We can't right now. <laughs> because all this cheese talk makes me want to talk about the house casserole because I was always a fan of the variety tortellini. Uh-huh. And then recently I've gone on to the house casserole because mm. it has a good mixture of cheese and sauce. Yeah. The variety tortellini was getting a little too cheesy for me. Unfortunately, we got an order of the house casserole to split when we mm. all ate together. And mm. we all had some bites of that. So mm-hmm. what do we all think of it? I would order it again. <laughs> okay. And, and I would recommend it to a friend. Nice. It was truly a pleasurable experience. Would order again. I think it tasted very similar to most of the other things we ate. Yeah, let's be honest. This is kind of like Taco Bell. You know, like uh, all the ingredients are kind of the same, just mm-hmm. in different orders yeah. on there. So uh, yeah, is it is what it is. It's good. Yeah. yeah. And at Taco Bell prices. You're yes. right. You know, on all of these, we've kind of talked about how they're all like pretty good they're decent we liked it yeah and we're all kind of coming to the same conclusions but i think i kind of want to put justine on the spot here because she comes from uh, an italian background her mom is from uh, her mom's family right that is is from northern italy what do you think about the seasoning of all the pasta sauces that we've had <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for putting me on the spot. (laughs) I took my mom to Odd's Pasta. I was Mm. telling you guys that story. And I knew that she would be really critical because she's kind of an Italian that is very um, opinionated and maybe a little stereotypical in that realm. But um, she was really impressed. She, again, was like, I would eat this. I would come here and spend five fifty, and she liked the sauce for the same reason. Um, it wasn't super acidic, and that's what we're really looking for. My mom, my f- mom's family has a red sauce that's passed down from generation to generation, and you have to, like, learn how to cook it from your elder, and then they have to taste it and make sure it's exactly right, and it's a whole ordeal. But I think that's why I keep going back to him. Um, because it's so consistent and it actually represents a little bit more of a traditional red sauce. I'm always a 
maybe a little bit of the chef that wants to put red pepper in there <laughs> and put like uh, uh, tons of vegetables in there. And my mom always gets upset. She's like, that is not a traditional red sauce. <laughs> it's just supposed to be this way. And Ott's pasta really follows that tradition of it is this way with this flavor component and you don't add anything else to it. So it kind of has a little bit of authenticity to it. One thing we did not get the other night was dessert. I believe they have one dessert yes. at Ott's. And Prominently is. displayed. <laughs> Cheesecake. Mm. There was like a gold plated. It's solid gold. <laughs> it's it's a gold plated it's sign. It's, it's solid silver. It's silver plated <laughs> <It's> sterling <laughs> silver. <laughs> that says cheesecake. What is it? 234 or something? Yep, exactly. And I picked us up some cheesecake last night. It has been refrigerated and we're now going to try it. So go ahead. Do you all get forks? I'm oh, gonna, yeah. We're I'm going to go in for the first bite here. The first bite always has the perfect ratio a little bit of crust and a little bit of cheese. Yeah, he's not bashful <laughs> that he took that one. I'll say up front that I know this was a frozen cheesecake. I know this because even though it traveled 10 minutes from Ots to my house last night, I got two, by the way, so I tried it last night. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. When it got here, it was still icy. Wow. Yeah. So uh, this is a New York-style cheesecake, I believe. It's got the ultra-thin graham cracker crust only on the bottom, not the edge. The filling is dense. It's creamy and fluffy. It's insanely rich and heavy all at once. The outer edge is brown from the baking, and those mm. bites have a little different texture, the ones closer to the outer edge. They're not quite crisp, but a little more firm than the interior bites. The filling has just the slightest hint of lemon. Am I wrong about this? I feel like it has just a little lemony quality. I get that. It's very yeah. refreshing. Mm-hmm. I'm, sh- I'm sure that this is a frozen cheesecake they have shipped in, but it's also really great. I mean, like, when there's a potluck or, like, catered days at work, I typically steer clear, like, store-bought desserts, but... Store-bought cheesecake is the one thing I have a hard time resisting. And this kind of reminds me of one of those. So any cheesecake thoughts? I will 100% agree with you that this definitely came from a truck shipped in (laughs) pre-made. I'm fine with it. I consider myself a bit of a cheesecake thought. And uh, (laughs) I'm I'm with it. I I love it. I like it. Um, I'm not much of a cheesecake person. Mm. This is I like the light, airy cheesecakes. As I was eating it, I was having a hard time pushing it down and getting it off my lips and actually like, I don't know, it was very... <laughs> it is dense. It's very, very dense. Yeah. I think I could only have like two bites. So yes, one piece I would be able to split with four people easily because I would only have one bite. But I, I don't know what three people <laughs> you're going to find. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's probably about time for us to rate Ott's pasta. Tim and Justine, since you're our guest, we'll start with you. <laughs> Uh, Tim, what do you think? What are you, you going to rate Ots? I'm going to have to rate it in two different ways, essentially. Ah. So the first way is going to be on the overall Italian food scale. So I'm going to go a three and a half on the Italian food scale. Sure. It is passable. This is good stuff. It's consistent. The noodles are cooked right. The sauce isn't offensive. <laughs> I could go with a touch more seasoning in the sauce, maybe, mm. but otherwise, good to go. If I'm rating it on, with the value of it included... So taking into account other things you can get for that price scale, I'd probably put it up there like a four and a half, almost top of the list, five, because I'm not going to Taco Bell. I'm not going to any fast food restaurant. I'm going to Ott's Pasta. That was perfect. Um, (laughs) I I think I'm going to... I feel so biased because I just love the owner and how much he supports community and that really like moves my dial like over to like five sure you're biased I'm biased, biased everybody rating. okay my bias rating would probably be like five because it's five dollars <laughs> and it, he supports amazing community movements 
But I'm going to say 4.5 because Ooh. I want a better breadstick and I want a little bit better salad. Sure. But how can I say that when it's only $5? <laughs> uh, Beggars can't be choosing. I know. <laughs> I'm only going to give it one rating and I feel like it's a fair rating. It's a good rating. It's a 3.5. I think it's very affordable. It's good for the price point. I think 3.5 is what it's getting from me. Should I should I string this sentence out longer? <laughs> it's like a classic Dan rating. <laughs> Speaking of Dan, how many express pasta shacks oh would you rate Odd's pasta? Oh, well, I mean, I feel like express pasta shacks. Uh, man, if we are rating it in pasta expresses if that's what you say i'd give it like 25 pasta expresses oh. because it's 25 <laughs> times better zero through five scale dan oh goodness i think man i'm gonna give it let's see four point <laughs> six two no, 4.72. That way, with tax, <laughs> it'll round up to five. <laughs> Took me a while to get there, but so good. good. So that's our ratings for Odds Pasta. It's time to move into our sort of guest interview segment. Last meal. Funny bitch. Uh, Justine and Tim, you've both been sentenced to death. Wow. Um, oh, bummer. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. Nobody, nobody's it. was going to happen sometime. <laughs> Kim McClure loves food waste. He collects it. Yeah. He, he thinks, not for he, composting, he though. thinks of what you're doing as theft. You're stealing food waste from people. Mm-hmm. You're stealing Are food waste about the directly landfill? from Kim McClure. Yeah. No, he loves it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good, uh, good money flow there. Uh-huh. Now, he loves food waste, and you've been sentenced to death for stealing food waste. Sure. And this is in Kim McClure's perspective. So you get one last meal before you're executed and uh you get four courses a drink an app entree dessert what are you gonna get for that last meal okay so i think for a beverage what i'm doing is i'm going down to a local thai and timber Mm. um not even a restaurant so there's no food available and i'm not gonna get a beer for there i'm gonna get some spring branch kombucha okay yeah a nice little fermented gut beverage kind of keep me going along first kombucha pick i think ever on the last meals wow be nice and energized. Yeah, I, w- I want to go into the clean system, you know. <laughs> My last drink of choice would be a iced almond chai Ooh. from cherry picker <laughs> because i am so picky about my chai lattes and they allow me to go in there and put a little extra chai into it so i get myself real <laughs> spiced up she gets behind the counter pushes zach <laughs> over <laughs> okay and then on to the appetizer i think we'll have to go to uh i believe it's called Fuck him. Wow. Fuck him. Um, fuck him. Yeah. As, as we decided through some form of research, wow. I okay, guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. some form. Like extensive <laughs> uh, research into linguistics that I went into detail about on that episode. I think we would go there and uh, go for the uh, spring roll, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah, very tasty. This is a joint pick. And then I would get the uh, fried egg rolls. Oh, oh okay. okay. All right. Making Keem work overtime. <laughs> <laughs> yes, making two different appetizers is, is making the, the restaurant tour work overtime. <laughs> Hosting's hard, Dan. <laughs> Entrees. 
I think I'm going to go to Van Gogh. Mm. Ooh. They have this platter that is French fries, and their French fries is amazing. And then it's smothered in this like homemade ketchup sauce and curry ketchup sauce. And then like a mayonnaise. Or you can get a veganaise, I'm pretty sure there. Uh, and then absolutely can. local ingredients. They have arugula and tomatoes and pickled onions. And then they have this like beef shawarma that's sitting on uh, top of it. And it's just this platter of French fries with all these toppings. And you can eat it guilt-free. Mm. But even though I'm getting ready to die, I shouldn't feel guilty. But it's just <laughs> delicious. And nice. I like Van Gogh because they support the local food movement and they compost with us. Fantastic. Fries for an entree. I love it. Uh-huh. For my entree, I, uh, I'm i just going to do Chef's Choice at Scully's Ooh. Food Truck. Just whatever he deals me Never out. Never heard of him. <laughs> it depends yeah. on which chef you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to let him know that you're getting ready to die? Put all the pressure on him and then he has to make you the most amazing meal? I'll actually encourage him to try to make the meal as intense and spicy as he can Ooh. just to end it a little early. Sure. Yeah. yeah. End on a good note. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Nice. Now desserts. Can't die without something sweet <laughs> or savory, you know, you get a savory <gasps> dessert. Easy. Pineapple whip. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, okay. I pineapple whip. love pineapple whip. All right. There's like haters or lovers and I'm from Kansas City and we have nothing like that in Kansas City. Pineapple whip, but grape. Twisted. Oh, I was just about to ask Twisted if you go standard. Grape. Wow. Okay. Nice. I think I'm uh I'm gonna try to get myself pepped up. So I'm going to go down to uh European Cafe downtown. Not a heavily trafficked cafe, but very, very nice. And I am going to skip the pastry case and mm. get an affogato, mm. which is going to be a scoop of ice cream with a shot of espresso Oof. poured over it. Yeah. I moaned as if I knew what that was before you explained it, but it <laughs> sounded delicious just uh-huh. by name. <laughs> All right. Well, you're both dead. <laughs> that was you enjoyed, very tough. Hope you enjoyed um, that meal. Yeah. <laughs> You've been composted by American <laughs> McClure. Oh, wait. You have to tell us a little bit more about Springfield Compost Collective first. <laughs> Please. Before you die. <laughs> yes. I want to leave a legacy. So Springfield Compost Collective, we work with businesses, especially food businesses, and we go around and we collect food waste or anything that's really compostable once a week. We take it to the yard waste facility and they compost it for us. This has been two years in the making and it's kind of tough. It takes a lot of movement and support from volunteers and the local community, especially the restaurant owners and the business owners. This is not something that we can offer free. We wish we could, but it costs $25 a month for one bin and we pick up your food scraps and we take it off your hands and you can feel good about it because it's not going to the landfill where it's generating methane and taking up landfill space. It's going and being made into something that is going to heal the earth and provide for future generations to come. Yeah, it's going to grow more food for your restaurants yeah. as soil. Yes. It's just really beautiful oh, cycle that we want to keep going here so that generations um, have that opportunity to enjoy the earth just like I have. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we need the businesses to step up and support us and be a part of that. So where can people or businesses find more information if they want to start composting? Springfieldcompostcollective.org. 
You can go online. You can sign up your business right online there. We contact you. We come out. We look at your site. We even like take time to sit with you personally, you know, and maybe set up a system if you're a little intimidated. A lot of places are intimidated by just diving right into it. They don't really know how to do it. And that's okay. We understand. We're here to help with that. And then we give you a bin. If you need an extra bin, it costs $5. If you need another bin, it costs $5. We want to work with you. Go online, sign up, and we'll be in contact with you right away. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. So thank you so much for doing this and putting this organization yeah. together in Springfield. I'm so yeah. glad it exists here. It's a fairly cheap way to get rid of your food waste, to ethically get rid of one of your main wastes. Oh, it's huge. I mean, Springfield residents, 395 tons of waste could be diverted per day. Wow. Wow. Just per day, 395 tons. That's crazy. Okay? That's businesses and restaurants. That's everything. In our landfill, it was estimated to fill up in like 14 years, but we just got this extension, which like, you're like, that's so that's weird, right? Work. Like yeah. we got more land to put stuff in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. Instead of allowing us to get an extension, we should be putting money towards systems and building these systems that, you know, are going are diverting the waste yeah. in a more successful way. And that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, and you all are going to awesome. start offering residential service soon, right? Yes, we are getting ready to launch our residential service. Things that are taken to the curb, like what you throw in your trash can, 51% of that could be diverted through recycling or composted, which is an enormous amount when you think uh-huh. about it. Like you're, you could cut your trash can in half. We are trying to get people to understand those systems. And it's really about being mindful in your experience when it comes to like putting something in a black trash can. Like, you know, really thinking about can I do something to make this better for myself and for others that are going to come after me. And we're here. We're going to launch a residential service. We're going to be coming around on our bicycles, picking up food waste from your porch. We give you a four-gallon bin. It's 15 bucks a month. It's as simple as that. When you are purchasing these services, you are making this service available to people who cannot afford it as well. We have a free community bin, like the one you guys saw behind Ott's Pasta, where anyone can go and drop off their food waste for free if they can't afford the service. And every time, you know, we get more businesses and residentials um, to sign up for that, that gives us the opportunity to go put a bin in a lower income neighborhood. Yeah. And I feel like it's important to mention that you run this collective, but you both have day jobs. Like this, this yes. is not something you're doing to make money. You're doing it because it's the right thing to do, yeah, our, which is really cool. Yeah, all of our volunteers, our whole board, everybody that's been a part of this for the last two years um, has received no payment for it. We all do this on purely a volunteer basis. Um, which requires quite a bit of our input from everybody. So, yeah, I just want to give a shout out and thank all the people that have been helping us along. We are really big on acknowledgments. We're launching this platform called Green in Green County, where we're giving shout outs to local restaurants who are recycling or composting, um, paying a fair wage, because that's very Mm -hmm. important here in Springfield, and supporting local farmers. And you can go on this list and you can look at all the restaurants that are composting with this or that are doing one of the four. And you can really make a conscious decision when you're going out to eat, because that is a way for you to also give back to your community. As you can say, 
I really want to put my money into the local economy and I want to help support these business owners who are taking that next step to think about the earth and how you can do that is supporting Scully's or Cherry Picker or Ott's Pasta or B2 Cafe or Van Gogh. These are the places that are signing up with us that um, we pick up from Spring Branch Kombucha and you can follow them on our um, Facebook and on our website and learn more about them. But, you know, really put your money and invest it into something that's wise for your community and for the earth. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here. It's a, Really a privilege to have you and a privilege to have your collective in the city doing this. I'm pretty excited yeah. about the upcoming residential thing and try to get people in my neighborhood interested. Yeah, we're so. part of a collective all around the country. So um, they're popping up all over. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. You're, we're going to get that food waste out of the landfill <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> All right. Well, that about brings us to the end of the show. All right, folks. That was Cashew Into Me by Dave Matthews Brand Peanuts. And you're listening to C106.7 Radio Cashew, Cashew, Cashew. I'm your host, Saul T. Cashew. And up next, we've got your traffic update, weather on the tins, and a whole tree load of tunes. Coming at you right now is Cashew with Butterfly Wings by the Smashing Punk Kids. Right here on C one oh six point seven radio cashew. Not cashew, even a nut cashew. <laughs> <laughs> not this guy not this guy can. <laughs> hey man, keep it down. I'm trying to host a show here. I'm sorry, uh, Tim and Justine. <laughs> what? This, what are you this sorry is, about? This is <laughs> salty <laughs> cashew. Yeah, yeah. He's been on our show once before and he <laughs> He thinks he's hosting a radio show. Hey, bud, I've been hosting a true blue radio show since you were a knee-high to a Brazil nut. <laughs> Listen, man, you can't just keep barging in here. We're trying to wrap up. We're trying to wrap up this show. And uh, wait, uh, Andy, I'm sorry. Uh, this is the guy. You know, the guy I told you about. Saul. Saul's the guy. Yeah, uh, Tim, Justine. I'm. I'm, I'm really yeah. sorry. There's been some sort of miscommunication here. You see, Andy and I have been trying to boost our ratings a little recently, so we decided it might not be a bad idea if we hired some outside help. And he, You said you were calling some hotshot producer, someone with years of experience in the industry. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, one second. All right, kitties, that was Almond My Love by Lead Nut Allergen, and you're listening to C106.7 Radio Cashew, Cashew, Cashew. Up next, boy, have we got a treat for you. It's our Cashew Sunday Power Block with me, Salty Cashew. That means 15 minutes of nothing but the saltiest hits. Up first is I Want Cashew by Bow Wow Wow, These Peanuts Are Good (laughs) on C106.7 Radio Cashew, Cashew, Cashew. (laughs) All right, we got 15 minutes. 15 minutes for what? Andy, hear me out. Saul is a longtime radio producer and personality. He's got a huge audience. I, I just really think he could give us some tips. Yeah, Andy, besides, you already paid me. Might as well listen to what I have to say. We paid you? What do you mean we paid? How much did we pay him? Well, I mean, it wasn't all that much. I just... $15,000. $15,000. That's almost all the drafts money. I can't believe you, Dan. Andy, it's okay. This guy gets results. Our numbers will be huge in no time. You know, I, I hear he's the guy that pretending to be people use. Oh, the pretending to be people guys? They're huge. Mm. And, and they're, they're rich. rich. <laughs> <laughs> mm, they are rich. Think about that. Andy, Bubby, just listen to your old pal Saul. Trust me. 
In just three steps, you'll have all the kids listening, and I will make you as rich as those pretending to be people, guys. I swear it. Please, Andy. <gasps> please, please. Fine, Saul. What, what do we do to pull pretending to be people numbers? Well, first of all, more music. The kids love music. Oh, you, you like my songs? I mean, that, that's nice to hear. I, I, I want to do more, but I'm just not sure if people really like them. Literally, no one ever says anything about them. Nah, none of that crap. <laughs> These kids want something they can dance to. Something slow and low with a tropical dance hall feel. Maybe some rapping. Something like that Drake fella. The kids love Drake. Oh, so we should get Drake on the on the podcast? Gee, thanks, Saul. I'm going to get right on that. Well, Andy, I don't care for that tone, but I'll let it slide considering I'm on the clock saving you little butts. <laughs> don't worry about the music. Uncle Saul can help out there. But first, we got another issue. Oh, boy. Comedy. You guys need some. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I love the Dan stuff. I'm a big Dan guy myself. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> But you got these guys showing up at the end of the show sometimes and doing all sorts of nonsense, and my boy Dan can't get a word in edgewise. So your second idea is to have Dan talk more. I got it, got it right? Well, yeah, that and maybe some more funny voices. <laughs> funny voices? What? Well, like your voice? Excuse me? <gasps> Whoa, Andy, that was way out of line. Andy, you should really apologize. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I said you had a silly voice, Saul. <laughs> That's okay, Andy. I forgive you. One second. <coughs> there is no way it's been 15 minutes. C106.7 Radio Cashew, you're on the air. And we're doing phone calls again. Hi, is this Salty Cashew? Why, yes, it is. What can I get spinning for you, kitties? It's our best friend's birthday, and we love a shout out. We're huge fans. Well, it's your lucky day. What's their name? Pretending to be people rules. Bobby! What the? <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. It seems one of these pretending to be people pranksters slipped past whoever's running the boards. <coughs> Andy. <sighs> well, I guess it's true what they say. A few bad nuts really do spoil the what? stew. <laughs> Anywho, up next we've got Crack It by Salt and Pepper and Cashews <laughs> right here on C106.7 Radio Cashew, Cashew, Cashew. Well, boys, I think my work here is done. Wait, that's it? Get get Drake and have Dan talk more? It's not even three steps. Oh, yeah, and I almost forgot step three. <laughs> this one's really important. You got to get yourself a celebrity endorsement. Wait, Saul, I, I hate to burst your bubble, but we actually already got a celebrity endorsement. Sonny Sandoval from a little band Woo-hoo. called P.O.D. Ever heard of him? Holy crap, you guys know Sonny Sandoval? Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> that's so freaking cool. Uh, you guys think you can give me his number? Uh, I don't know. About yeah, for that. sure. I got you. Uh, dude. Thank you so much, man. Dan, you have Sonny Sandoval's phone number? Listen, listen, guys. That's all besides the point. What you need is someone local, a man of the people, not some big Hollywood fat cat like Sonny Sandoval. Please don't tell him I said that. <laughs> all right, Saul. Who, who would you suggest then? Well, Andrew, it just so happens I was able to pull some strings and through a friend of a friend, I got, I got a hold of somebody who just might fit the bill. Yo, what's up, guys? This is Josh Heinrichs, and I just want to say big ups to the Spring Food Mo podcast. Uh, big ups to Dan and Andy. I'm a big Dan man myself. Andy, got to get some work done, bro. No, I'm just joking. Uh, love you guys, man. Thank you guys so much for the support. And uh, yeah, big ups to the Spring Food Mo podcast. I'm going to go check it out myself right now. Josh Heinrichs, <laughs> gotta be honest, 
don't really know who that is. <laughs> That's right. Midwest reggae phenom Josh Heinrichs in the freaking flesh right here on my phone. Wow. Thanks, Saul. I'm, I'm sorry I ever doubted you. Yeah, thanks, man. You're, you're worth every penny. That's not all either. There's more. That's right. <laughs> For a price, that is. Oh, what kind of price? Well... For just $5,000 more, I can provide you with my Platinum Club services. $5,000? I don't know. I mean, the Heinrichs thing is huge, I guess, if people like him. But that's that's the rest of our drafts money. You're probably right. You guys probably aren't ready. Platinum Club's for the big dogs. This American <laughs> life. Rogan. Pretending to be people. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> Count <laughs> us in. My boy. So, for just $5,000 and a 20% consultation fee, I, Salty Cashew, can get you exclusive premiere streaming rights to a song by the man himself. Drake? Josh Heinrichs? Well, boys, I can't legally say who, you know, contracts and A&Rs and all, but I can say one thing. It's both of them. Drake and Josh Heinrichs? That's right, fellas. We've got the new hit pasta-based single from Josh Heinrichs featuring Drake. It's Ja Pasta right here on C106.7 Radio Cashew, Cashew, Cashew. Listening to C one hundred six point seven Radio Cashew Cashew Cashew, broadcasting Spring Food Mo locally here every week from midnight to one a.m. on Thursdays. If you'd like to support Spring Food Mo, go to support.springfoodpod.com and throw them a few bucks there. Or if you'd like to buy a few ads like the kind folks at Druffs, go ahead and get in contact with them some way to do that. So many pastas in the world, I want to put them in my mouth, covered with sauces, red or white. 
Pretend diamond Italy. Spinach pasta is icky. I don't like that it is green. I do like when some things are green, like shamrocks, trees, and green t-shirts. When I eat spaghetti, I like to eat it with a meatball. Not two meatballs or three or four. Spaghetti with one single meatball.